hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I brilliant. think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 34, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever it is for you. Two Blokes Talking Tech, I'm Trevor Long, and joining me each and every week, Stephen Fennick. G'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. How are you? I'm excellent. I just had a look at what we're going to talk about tonight, and let me tell you this, people. There's something like eight things to talk about, and two of them are not smartphones. Let's call this Two Blokes Talking Smartphones, episode (laughs) 34. We'll get straight into it. There's something about the word Nexus really at Google, isn't there? Just this is you know yeah. very recent news. Just this afternoon, our time, uh, Google have announced the Galaxy Nexus. Uh, the Nexus is the uh, the name they've they've adopted for all of their versions of their produced smartphone, which they've partnered with several different companies now. And the latest is Samsung, uh, the Galaxy, using the Samsung Galaxy name and the Google Nexus name. The Samsung, oh, sorry, the Google Nexus, Galaxy Nexus, looks like a really nice phone. It's going to be the first one to run the ice cream sandwich, and there's some really cool features by the looks of it, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's Android 4.0. I don't know who come up with the names. Ice cream mm. sandwich, I don't know, because it's cool. I don't know what what the go is with that one. But there's a few, like you mentioned, some some very interesting features. What my favourite is the face lock, or the face unlock, I should say. So the, the phone actually recognises features of on your face yep. and uh, unlocks the phone, so you don't have to type in a code or I, do anything like that. That's I don't mind that. I've, I've already watched one video, and it does actually seem a bit sluggish in the video, and I think it's the official video too. Um, um, I used that on um, on a Lenovo laptop for a while. It was good, but you know you've got to be in the it's right gimmick, lighting. It? It's a gimmick. It's a complete gimmick. Uh, you've got to be in the right lighting and things like that. So face unlock still good. Android Beam seems cool. They're using NFC near field communication, so that if you've got two Android NFC devices, which in itself is a difficult thing, but in time this will be this will be important. You can basically swap anything. You can share websites, apps, maps, directions, YouTube videos, whatever you like. Um, I would say it's similar to the Bump app that people would, would know in yeah. the iPhone, um, which I still don't understand how that works, but it's very cool. Um, but NFC I- enabled, so that's cool. What about the size of the screen, Trevor? It's 4.65 inches. It's like carrying a CD case around in your pocket. It's it, massive. It's. I mean, it's like we, we bagged the, the Dell Streak when it came out. And it's, we, we're, it's we're, hitting, we're hitting that size now with, with blooming smartphones. I, I mean, I don't mind that, but I, it is funny, you know, I, I did love the, the Galaxy. Galaxy S2 for 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 a long time of usage, and I'm now you know mucking around with the iPhone. It's the screen is smaller, but I don't know. I I don't know whether you need anything that much bigger than than perhaps the Galaxy S2. But anyway, yeah. they're they're pushing. How it. big's too big? You've exactly. Got to ask question like is is it? I know you, a gr- big screen's great. But you've got to carry the thing around. It's got to fit in your pocket. And, and, that, and so that's I'll, the I'll reserve my judgment until I hold this thing in my hot little hand. But another exactly. cool feature with the uh, panoramic pictures you can take now, all in one sweep with your smartphone. Yeah, and I've, again, I've seen this on, jeez, uh, was it the Sony Xperia Arc? 
Um, but anyway, a couple of, they've done this before, in, but this is this is built right into it, so it should be a very well well adapted uh, piece of software that runs with a the camera. They're also touting the voice typing, um, which is an yep. interesting thing to be touting at this mo- moment with Siri getting so much attention. Um, Absolutely, but still, I challenge the accuracy of voice recognition in Australia. But still, that's uh, that's no drama. That they do, they do love this camera situation. The the high definition display. They're saying it's you know using the Samsung, which we're familiar with the the AMOLED style display, which does give yep. pretty stunning colours through the through the device. Yeah. And, and what's I guess the camera on this one. How is it? A, is it eight megapixel? This one? Uh, you know, I'm just I'm I'm on there. I think it's actually five megapixel from memory. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not an eight. I'm at google.com forward slash nexus, which is a slick looking site, 1080p video, yeah, it's but five doesn't... megapixel with an LED flash. Yeah, so I mean that's that's a bit of a letdown, really. Um, and then and obviously they're saying fast and 4G, which is LTE or HSPA plus, which I mean, HSPA plus is barely 4G. But um... I notice in the specs it uh, it does have an 1800 compatibility, which is the 4G that Telstra, uh, right. the frequency Telstra is producing. So that's interesting. You would think that that this you would think that Telstra would want to jump heavily on this um, because it is going to be the poster child for Google's Android operating system for the future. Um, it's going to be the you know one of the first big ones. Interesting though. Out. One interesting thing is they chose to use a Samsung device to uh, to unveil uh, ice cream sandwich 4.0. Uh, looking back to their acquisition of Motorola, mm. I would have thought maybe Google would have reserved uh, the, a Motorola device to have this. So it must mate. be quite a deal they've done with our friends at Samsung. That is a really good point you make, mate. Because with that Motorola acquisition, has kind of been forgotten a little bit, hasn't it? But yeah. I guess you know we must we must be a little bit. Uh, unaware of how hard it is to develop phones. You know, we see so many come out, we assume it's easy, but when you think about what Nokia are doing, and we'll talk about the N9 in a minute, how long it's taking them to get Windows into their phones, maybe it is a big deal to, to re-engineer and, and build and, and, and test uh, a device for uh, for a new operating system. So maybe that's the next thing for, for their Motorola. There is some Motorola news uh, down the track in our show today, so stay tuned. But There uh, is a lot to uh, talk 4.0 about. 4.0 with the Samsung, interesting. It is interesting. So if you, I mean, to be honest, uh, I mean, we're, we're recording here now on a Wednesday night. I reckon Stephen Fennick will have his full review up uh, or, or thoughts on Google Galaxy Nexus. Yes, uh, I will. you very soon, and the official site is google.com forward slash nexus. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we've already established that it's going to be quite a smartphone-heavy show, so Mm. I'll continue that uh, with our next topic, the Nokia N9. Now, Nokia have absolutely bombarded the airwaves, bus shelters, websites with advertising for this device. Um, And the one thing, the one word that keeps popping up in all of their marketing is the word simplicity. Now, I've written my review and and sort of I said in my story that that simplicity and smartphones aren't often used in the same sentence. It's not the first thing you think of, but Nokia have actually come pretty close to delivering on that because the the device doesn't have any buttons on the front of it. Mm. It's very simple to navigate, swiping one way, left, right, down to close. Very easy to get around. Uh, I think running the Mego software too, so it's you've got to remember that Nokia have done a deal with Microsoft to run Windows uh, Phone 7 on their devices, so this is a probably a like one of their lesser one of their sort of their lower end uh, operating systems, but I quite liked it. I, I this is 
this is the sort of the phone they should have produced two or three years ago when iPhone was starting to sort yeah. of come to power. Uh, I quite liked it. I see this as a really good entry-level smartphone for a lot of people. Oh, I, I agree. Um, and I think that's where we lose a bit of perception sometimes. I, I, I played with it for a few days early on, and I went, oh, why? I went, you know, put Windows on it, and it'll be great, and it's a bit sluggish, and how does this swiping work? And then you realise, hang on a minute, there's still a massive number of people and a lot of kids who are using candy bar, you know, press button phones still that, that want to get into this smartphone area. And a lot so, of those are Nokias too. Exactly. So keep them with the brand, keep them in, get them into the smartphone race. It, it isn't actually a bad strategy to just produce a really great funky looking device and to saturate the market with advertising. My, my question is price. That, that You know, I don't know how you put out a device that runs Mego um, and frankly, isn't as powerful or, or as fast as many of the other smartphones out there. And you can price it up there with an iPhone. Yeah, that's a fair criticism, Trevor. I think uh, the pricing, it's uh, $799 for the 16 gig uh, in blue, black and pink. $949 for the 64 gig. Now, you can get, a, you can get an iPhone 4S 64 gig for $999, an extra 50 bucks. But mm. there are a couple of features, to be fair, there are a couple of features in this phone that uh, are not on the iPhone. Right. And that, one of those is NFC. Now, yep. it's, it's that near-field communication technology. While you can't go into a store and pay for anything with it or link it to it, any kind of account. It is a handy way, though, of connecting to, like, they did a great demo with a pair of speakers. So you, you put the phone on top of the speakers. It created a, an instant Bluetooth connection. You could hear your music, sharing files, just touching the two phones together. Uh, you know, interesting interesting technology, but you, I agree on the performance side. It's, it's not as quick as the high-end Android phones or the iPhone 4S. But you do get a lot of stuff out of the box. Mm. App-wise, you get... Facebook, Twitter, Skype. What I like too is you get mapping, free mm-hmm. mapping. You can go to any country, download a map for free, yep. turn by turn navigation for free. The only thing you've got to pay for is the data you use. So yep. that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, look, I think I think that is why I like to sit down and go, hang on a minute. So it's not a phone I would want, okay? It is a beautiful phone. Absolutely love holding it in my hand. It is probably probably up there with the most good-looking smartphones available today. Yeah. Um, really nice to hold, really nice to touch. The, I, I can't get past its price and, and its its kind of speed, but then I think to myself, hang on a minute, go back a step, look at the look at the people who don't have smartphones who are signing up on contracts and probably will get this thing cheap or free. Um, and, you know, this is a nice entry-level smartphone. Get yourself this thing for two years, and then in two years you're gonna, you might upgrade to the, the latest, um, you know, Nokia Windows 8 mobile phone. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, another thing I like about this phone too is that they, it uses a micro SIM. I think it's the only other it, it phone, is any other phone. Of, apart mm. from the iPhone yep. that uses a micro SIM. Have you heard of any other phone using a micro SIM? I cannot think of another one. It, I, I did well, rack my brain. That's a smart move. Yeah, if anyone ever wants to switch from an iPhone, I don't. I'm not saying they ever will, but <laughs> if they do want to switch from an iPhone to the N9, it's just a simply a matter of taking out your micro SIM out of your iPhone, putting it in the N9, and, and you're away. But right. uh, whether they do that or not, time will tell. Nokia N9. Read all about it at techguide.com.au. And we thank the good people at netgear.com.au. Netgear connecting with innovation. They make great networking products, routers, modems, Wi-Fi solutions. Whether you're a small business or just at home and you need connectivity in your home, check out the Netgear range of products. Uh, I highly recommend them for certainly for their Wi-Fi solutions. There's some great range extenders and just, you know, basically fill in the black spots in your home. So if you need anything to to do with networking, connecting to the internet or connecting your devices to your network, netgear.com.au. 
Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, the lawyers were out in force again. Samsung, uh, having lost uh, the battle against an injunction that uh, Apple had uh, sought uh, against them selling the 10.1 tablet in Australia. Um, so reeling after that, they went straight to court and tried to seek an injunction against the sale of the, the iPhone 4S after it had already been put on sale, mate. That's uh, quite a move, wasn't it? And it, they couldn't stop the. They couldn't do it early enough to to no. get this injunction in before the actual release. So there, there's literally millions of iPhones now on the market, and as you mentioned, it does come after a pretty pretty telling blow the week before Apple successfully blocked the sale of the Galaxy Tab 10.1 because of its patent infringements, alleged patent infringements. Uh, I think Samsung have returned serve with this <laughs> with this lawsuit, uh, which they allege violates their intellectual property to do with their wireless technology, yep. the way that uh, the phone uses wireless communication. And I think that's um, crucial because it, it's not about the look and the design of the phone. It's not about patents around the usability. It's actually about really in-depth technologies behind the phone that, that make you connect to 3G and make you do you know certain things that, that they're, they're challenging. And I think really that's where they, they would struggle to actually get any any luck here. The phone is already on sale. It's fundamental technology to, to communications within all mobile phones, probably. Essentially, I can imagine this going down a path of, hang on, people, get your lawyers at 10 pace and start working out the licensing yeah. fee over this technology. You can't stop people using it. Exactly. But you know, you know what I think, too? I think, look, I'm no lawyer, but I'm, I'm looking at what Apple did last week, what Samsung have done this week. They're both going tit for tat. It's a ping pong match. I think it's probably going to end up Samsung maybe saying to Apple, look, you let us off, we'll let you off, and let's get on with our business. So this could be a move maybe to position Apple to to consider that kind of action. So I, you know time what? will tell how this one turns out. You know what? I, actually, you've got to give some credit to Samsung for that. I think give credit to them for actually sticking it back to Apple and, and trying to say, hang on a minute, people, just let's all, let's all just you know, calm down. Around. Samsung, are they? Exactly. They're a big company. Why would you want to get pushed around? So, yeah. look, it, it, it's, it, was a, it was a headline. Um, it's keeping Samsung in the headlines, which isn't a bad move either, quite frankly. But, uh, you know, uh, good luck battling against the, uh, against the iPhone 4S. Speaking of the iPhone 4S, mm. it's been quite an opening weekend. Uh, Apple officially Stunning. announced just uh, a day or so, two days ago, that they sold more than 4 million iPhone 4S <laughs> devices after just three days. And that's that's double what the iPhone 4 sold in its opening weekend last year. And it's not even a worldwide release. I mean, yes, it's available around the world, you know, the US, USA, the UK, Australia, but it's not available everywhere yet. So... Can you imagine if they were tooled up enough to, and, and stocked up enough to actually just launch a product on day one everywhere? Could you imagine how many they'd imagine sell? That. Well, I've noticed too. I've I've done a bit of checking around the different uh, different operators and different stores, and there, there appears to be a lot more stock this year. Last yes. year, when the iPhone four came out, I think they got caught on the hop a little bit. There was a stock shortage; it was hard to get one, and lines are there for days. It, I, I passed the the Apple store just a few couple of days, two days ago, and you could walk up to the counter and buy one over the counter. There's no real. Uh, there's plenty of stock around, and on October twenty eight, it goes to a, a heap of more countries as well. So we'll see even bigger figures coming in. 
I think we should be proud too as, as Australians that clearly we're um, and proud in, in one sense but we're clearly suckers for technology and that we, we, we line up for it and we buy it but I think Apple putting this thing out frankly first in the world here in Australia because of the, the time zone but uh, actually not having to wait any days or weeks means they respect this market and you know that 4 million let's I mean take a stab what do you reckon mate I, I, I reckon jeez oh, I'm, I'm going to guess I'm, gonna, I'm reckon three to 400,000 sold in Australia I'd say that's a pretty pretty close call there. I think uh, it, I do know in terms of Apple customers, Australians do punch well and truly above their weight mm. per capita. Apple, uh, we're big Apple users in Australia. I think that's mm. one of the reasons why we were brought to the front line for this release. Yeah, it is stunning when you're walking around. I was at a, tra- I went to a concert last Friday night, and I walking through the train station on the way back, and I just thought, look at all these people with iPhones. You know, it's. It is. It stands out, and the, and the big thing for me, and and people need to step back when they hear people talking about Android dominating all these things. Android dominates the operating system market because there are bloody yeah. hundreds of Android phones. The iPhone on its own smashes every other phone. I mean, you know, the Galaxy S two, the Sony Xperia Arc, the, even the the Motorola Razr, which we'll talk about in a minute. The, these the are HTC all HTC phones, heaps of them. Yeah, every individual one of those cannot cannot beat the iPhone four, and that's what you always need to take with a grain of salt when you hear that the iPhone's struggling and Android's winning. It's a it's a real battle there. But anyway, um, big success for for the big people at Apple. Um, the iPhone four S sales record, and they also released uh, their their quarterly or, or half yearly figures um, in recent days, and you know the the, the, apparently, the the sales travel all right, Trevor. I think the summary is. I think they're up to eighty one billion dollars in the bank. All right, so uh, hello. Yeah, I can send my okay, account I'd details say. if they need some some cash stored offshore. <laughs> I'm here in Australia. That's offshore to Cupertino. Yep. Um, iPhone sales themselves were down on projections, but frankly, you think about the way rumours work and and the market... People were holding off, mate. People hold off because there were so many rumours around, so I think that would have a thing, but I mean, something like 11 million iPads, I mean, seriously, people, someone needs to challenge this company. If you think think you're challenging Apple with your little tablets, hello, millions of these things are on sale, so no one needs to doubt the success and the power of Apple at this very point in time in technology. Two blokes talking to you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we've, uh, Samsung is our, one of our good friends and our good sponsors, and we, uh, we've spoken about their smart TVs, but they're also the producers of the Galaxy S2, probably one of the most popular Android phones Love, in the market. Yeah, absolutely one of the best. Super AMOLED screen. It's got excellent performance, 1.2 gigahertz dual-core application, slim design. It's 8.49 millimeters. That is thin, but it's packed with features. It's got your gaming hub, a social hub. It's also got an 8-megapixel camera with flash. It also shoots full HD video. So Samsung, they're one of the the most popular Android phones in the market. For more information, head to samsung.com.au. Promise we'll take a break from uh, smartphones in just a moment, but oh, I, I, I was one more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I actually thought this was going to be announced in Australia next week because there's a Motorola event next week. But uh, in 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 the US, they announced uh, uh, today uh, overnight our time really the the Droid Razor. So the Razor was their really popular flip phone. It was. 
Um, very, very popular around the world. It was a really nice phone. It had that funky keyboard on it. It was a, it was a great phone for them. It gave them a lot of uh, a lot of credibility in the market. And since that phone, they've really had a few false starts at phones. They've got some good phones out there. A few false starts, yes. many false starts. Yes. So they announced the, the Droid, which is a brand they've been using heavily in the, in the States, hasn't really come here, that brand. But the Droid Razor, which is, they claim, the world's thinnest smartphone. Now, the reason that, to me, is a huge call is because we just talked about the Sony Galaxy, um, Samsung Galaxy S2, brilliantly um, thin phone. The Sony Xperia Arc, amazingly thin. And if this thing's thinner, oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, well, apparently it's only 7.1 millimetres. It's like it's like carrying a razor blade in your pocket, I suppose. That's why they call it the razor, didn't that's they? That's the point. You're talking <laughs> dual-core processor, gig of RAM, 32 gig of storage, um, uh, 16 gig of which is on a micro SD card. But essentially, look, it's a beautiful-looking phone. It's really there to challenge those, those big guys, including Samsung. Um, and, and Running Android, of course. I think it's running 2.3.5. And, and the good thing for me was um, the announcement came overnight in, uh, in the US and very quickly here in Australia, they, they announced that, that it was coming here. So we didn't have to wait some time for a ridiculous announcement. They, yeah, they came out. Released, is it released in November through Optus? I think there is an event next Thursday night here in Sydney. So, Which has uh, been a bit spoiled uh, now, I would have thought. But the Motorola Razr are available exclusively through Optus for $0 on the $59 Optus cap plan, which is a great deal in November. Um, you, you know, to get a, a phone like this, $0 on 59 really shows how they're having to drive the price down to, to draw people into all these smartphones. But, hey, um, that will be a crackerjack phone. Beautiful size screen. Not a bad-looking design. Um, really worthwhile keeping your eyes out for if you are in the market for a smartphone. I I really want to get hands-on with this thing because I, I do think that, um, you know, the, the Sony Xperia Arc, the Galaxy S2, they, I had an email this week uh, from someone that said, what what would you recommend for someone who doesn't want an iPhone but wants you know a great phone? And I said, well, okay, if you're ruling out the iPhone, you, you cannot look past the Sony Xperia Arc and the uh, Samsung Galaxy S2. They are yep. two of the best um, Android smartphones available, and this should this should level off with that playing field. So very interesting times. That'll be available on Optus in November, as we say. Well, I think we should change gears a bit here, Trevor. We've spoken about smartphones enough. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about something completely different, and that is the PlayStation Vita, Vita. which is the new portable gaming console from Sony Computer Entertainment. Uh, I actually had a little uh, play with this device not long ago, a few days ago. I put a video up on my website on techguide.com.au, and they've also announced the pricing. uh, It's going to be launched on February the 23rd. It's going to be priced from $349.95 for the Wi-Fi model, mm-hmm. $449.95 for the 3G plus Wi-Fi, so you can stay connected to your games on the go. Five-inch AMOLED screen, full controls. It's got even the analog stick, so it's it's kind of like holding the PlayStation 3 controller in your hand just with a big screen in the middle. Uh, it's also got a rear touch display, too. If you look at the video on my website, you'll see how there's ways you can interact with the game, not only touching the screen on the front, touching the panel on the back. It's also got augmented reality. Uh, really looking forward to seeing this and getting this in my hand and playing all the, the promised, uh, all these great games coming our way as well. Because you've got to look at this and think about the advance of technology over the last few years. Um, this is probably, and I've, I've not looked at the specs essentially, but this is probably like holding a PlayStation 2 in your hands essentially because the way they can engineer stuff these days, the gaming experience will be as good as, as the PlayStation 2 was most likely. Yeah, well I was told it's even not far off the PlayStation 3 in terms Stunning. of processing power, but the, the graphics 
graphics look amazing. It's got a, I think I said an AMOLED. It's got an OLED screen, five-inch OLED screen. Uh, but I, I, I had a play with it. Just some amazing capabilities it's got. It's going to be a really popular device. And the good news is that all those f- popular franchises and games like, you know, your little big planet, Resistance, yep. Call of Duty, FIFA, all those great games, oh, you can now be... take them out on the go. Now, you could do that before with the PSP, but yes. the lack of the analog controls meant that sort of popular games like first-person shooters weren't really ca- – that was very hard to play on that device. Yeah, That's why yeah. you had a lot of driving games, puzzle games on the PSP. But I think with the Vita, that's all going to change. And uh, how's it feel in the hand? Is it heavy? It's not not too heavy at all. Actually, it feels it feels a lot. It, it's decent size. It's got a five inch screen. Yeah, yeah. So it's a decent size. But <laughs> mate, it, phones are coming out with five inch screens now. So you know. Well, I know it fit in it, it fit in your pocket. It'd be a big pocket, but at least it fit in your bag. It's not too heavy at all. February twenty two, uh, three forty nine ninety five and uh, four ninety nine ninety five. Interesting price points. Be, I mean, the PSP wasn't unpopular, so it'll be interesting to see how this thing's uh, um, picked up. I think. Uh, I think with internet accessibility in terms of downloading and getting games, you won't have to plug a little disc and stuff into it. I think that's going to be its big advantage and uh, very interesting to see how they port. And see, it's interesting because Sony have got such a big play in the mobile space now, as we've said before, they want to dominate Android. Um, yep. You know, how, how do they, you know, compete by keeping so many ecosystems alive in terms of the games? You know, game makers have got to, got to produce now for so many different well, platforms. It's a real tough well, challenge. They, they, they do have a challenge, and let's face it, they've all the portable players like the PSP, the Nintendo DS, they've all got their butts kicked by the iPod Touch yep. and the iPhone. All yep. the games that people are playing on those devices now, this is the play that, that is needed in the portable gaming space to give it that sort of more gaming authenticity with yeah. this kind of the controls and the game. So interesting to see how this compete. Pricing's not too bad, I think. So this will this will take it right back to the iPod Touch, I'd say. We look forward to getting hands-on with the PlayStation Vita. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. The Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by Trend Micro, and they provide mobile security with a personal edition for Android. Now, smartphones are the new frontier for cyber criminals. That's why Trend Micro has responded with the new mobile security personal edition for your Android smartphone. The app scanner feature checks each new app against Trend Micro's up-to-date and expanding database to block any malware from infecting your phone. You can surf, call, and text securely, so it'll keep you and your kids safe online. You can avoid unwanted contact by even blocking out numbers and filtering out annoying calls. And it's available now at Harvey Norman, Dick Smith and all other authorised resellers. And for more info, head to trendmicro.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. I'm going to dip just very slightly back to smartphones for a minute. Uh, we're talking apps. <laughs> and we weren't here. done yet. We didn't we, promise we, we were done yet. <laughs> I'm talking apps, so just just bear with me. But yeah. uh, Find My Friends uh, <laughs> is the application on the iPhone, which was announced as a part of the iOS 5. Um, yes. And, mate, I read techguide.com.au today and found that really it should be called Find My Adulterous Wife. Yes, um, this is interesting. And it had to happen, didn't it? You know, I'll be honest. Uh, I installed it on my wife's phone and my phone while I was just lying in bed because I couldn't sleep. 
Um, and I forgot to tell her. And I, I did feel very bad about that. So I quickly sent her a note today saying, by the way, there's an app on your phone called Find My Friends if you ever want to know where I am, like how far away from home I am. in Because she always rings me on the way home from work, how far away I am and stuff. Because, you know, feeding the kids, bottles, whatever. Yeah. And so this would be very useful for her. Um, but I did feel bad that I'd put it on there and hadn't actually told her. Um, so are you sure that was the case, Trevor? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mate, my, my wife ain't got time to get out of the house. I don't worry about that. <laughs> anyway, this bloke, uh, tell the story. He's uh, basically discovered his wife uh, having an affair. Yeah, well, what happened? This is this is a, new, a New York guy bought his uh, wife an iPhone 4S and installed the Find My Friends app on her phone, mm. switched it on. And he he suspected. According now, this was a post that he put up himself mm. on the Mac Rumors forums. I've, there's a link to it on my from the story on Tech Guide that I wrote today. How do we feel about the authenticity of this story? Well, I'm not sure. He he's put, he put up a couple of maps and 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 offered some pretty interesting detail about it, but. Long story short, he suspected his wife was cheating on him with some bloke who lived up in 10th Street, uh, and she said she was in the meatpacking district. I'm not going to go there with any kind of puns or anything as well, Trevor, okay? I'm going to leave that one alone. But she said she was in one part of Manhattan when she actually wasn't. She He was sending a text, and he, she said that she was out with her girlfriend when, in fact, that she wasn't. Uh, and the latest we've heard is the man is now seeking a divorce. Yeah, that's probably... I mean, really, I don't think the people at Apple envisage this to be happening. But um, just quickly on the Find My Friends, uh, just to expand on it, because it is a, is it a fantastic app, because you can actually mark an area as being home and work and school and stuff, so you don't actually have to look at a map. You can just click it, and yep. it says they're at school, they're at home, they're at work. Oh, I think for families, fantastic stuff, because we you do get it's to the point where kids, kids... If you've got kids, mate, this is excellent. And, on and the serious side. Parental controls parental controls that stop the kids from turning on off. I must work out where they are because I can't find the settings for it. But they're, You're they're trying pr- to put, set the parental controls on your wife's phone. Oh, is that what you're trying to do, mate? Or? I, mate, I'm, anyway. I'm a technology uh, commentator. I need to know how to do everything, okay? So it's yeah, very that's important. Now, but just well, with, with, on the parent side, I, I've, got, I've got three kids and you know, two of them are teenagers and I'm often picking them up and dropping them off and trying to coordinate where they're going to be. This is going to come in really handy for, to, for knowing that, okay, she's on, my daughter's on the bus. She'll be there soon. I can pick her up. I know where she is. Parents can know their kids have gotten to school safely. They 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 can be exactly know where they are at all times. I think it's a you're gonna you're not gonna hear that announcement over the PA. We've got a lost child wearing a blue T-shirt and come and pick him up from our office. That might be a thing of the past. Thanks to find my friends and just the other quick feature which I'm testing out as we speak. I'm inviting Stephen Fennick to a temporary share of location. Because what I can do is an event, I can say, well, look, we're, we're trying to catch up here. I'll, I'll add you to a temporary share so you can see me and my location for the next hour or two, whatever I set it to be, so that we can find each other. And then when I go home, it doesn't matter. It's forgotten about you being shared and uh, you can't see where I am anymore. Very cool features, a very useful app for families if you've got iOS devices across the family. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, there was some interesting news out of Panasonic this week. Uh, Panasonic, as we know, makers of excellent Plasma Viera panels. Mm. Uh, now, they've come up with a new range of th- of TVs, the UT30 series. Mm. Now, they've got, let me run through the features. They're smart TV, so they've got connectivity. You can access content online, all that kind of stuff. 3D viewing as well, and also 2D to 3D conversion. Now, those kinds of features... That, that's a pretty decent decent level of a, of a plasma. Oh, but yeah. Done. They've actually introduced them at entry-level prices. Would you believe the 42-inch, with all those features I mentioned, is only $1,099. Wow. 50-inch, 
$1,299. So that's, that's the prices have come so far down, and yet all the features are included. They uh, Look, they're trying hard, and I think it's great for consumers that they're doing that. Um, who knows how they're doing it, um, <laughs> you know, in terms of what they're maybe cutting corners or wherever, but I, I don't think... I think you don't see brands like this doing anything that they wouldn't stand by. I think they're just going, you know what, we've got to hit a price point. You know, when, when you're sitting around a boardroom and you say, we have to be able to do this product at this price, the engineers have to go away and, and, and make the product work at that price. So very interesting to see how, how well this helps the smart TV range uh, across... Across Panasonic, certainly, it, but it across is, all products, it is work. plasma. So that that is obviously at the cheaper end of the scale. It's True. not an LED TV. I think, maybe, you know, Samsung were quite aggressive in their smart TV campaign. You heard them advertising mm. on Two Blokes Talking Tech as well. So they were pretty aggressive with their smart TV campaign. I think Panasonic thought, look, we need to get back into the market at that lower end. Prices like this, you know, coming into the Christmas season, people looking for new TVs to watch their their cricket over the summer. I think it's a pretty compelling offer. They say time flies when you're having fun, and when you're having fun with Stephen Fennick, uh, with thanks to the good people at Netgear, Samsung, and Trend Micro, time really does fly. Episode 34 is in the can, mate. Thanks for the chat. We will talk again next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You can listen online at twoblokestalkingtech.com. You can subscribe at iTunes, and do send us a rating there. Click on the rating and, and leave a comment if you like. Uh, if you don't like, maybe don't. <laughs> uh, two Blokes Talking Tech. Uh, thanks to Trend Micro, Samsung, and Netgear. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, mate. 